Oh, hello, friends. Welcome to episode number 18 of the Bender Blend podcast. I am your... Whoa, I sound weird. I got like a milk bubble in my throat. It kind of gives it that Alan Rickman sound. Um, okay, back to the intro, guys. Uh, episode 18. Thank you, Henry and Audrey and Clint, the regular crew. And thank you to our special guest, Larry Pena. Uh, he was awesome. We got to kind of pick his brain about designing trivia games and um, hosting and we found out a lot of cool shit about him anyways it was a fun conversation i hope you guys enjoy and also follow his hashtag budget larper on instagram and follow him on instagram at larry pena he's awesome anyways cheers guys thanks There it is. The, the official start sound of the Better Blend podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome, guys. Um, we'll go around the table. It's Audrey, it's Clint, and a new guest, Larry Pena. Welcome, sir. Hi. Thank you. Yeah. And, and then there's just, Henry over there. And just chop liver. No. Well, I could have gone the other way, but it felt right to go counterclockwise from where I'm sitting. Sure, right. right. So. Normal societal standard. Um, <laughs> Somebody's feisty today. Get it out now. (laughs) Larry, will you rub his back for a second? Yeah. Just a gentle back. Try getting me to not rub his back. (laughs) He might need need it. And I'm back, guys. I'm the superior old Henry. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll all cry later, but... Oh, yeah. Well, that that happens every podcast. Yeah, it's true. Um, So, Larry, I'm going to pick on you first because you're our our special guest today. Um, and I was cheating, sort of cheating, because I, I kind of knew a little bit about you. You are the host of the karaoke and trivia at I Bang the that. Drum, yeah. as well as other places. And then I kind of went on your Instagram, and I was like, what? He's a magazine editor and a writer and a dad. And the one that I love is the budget LARPer, <laughs> which I was like, I'm going to need an explanation. That's a hashtag that I'm trying so hard to get going. I think I'm the only person that's used it so far in the history of the Internet. So uh, Really? Yeah. Damn it. Um, that seems like well, a normal thing. I mean, well, it right, seems like, that's what, like, wouldn't it be, yeah. Yeah, like what other kind of LARPers are there? They're right? very, pretty extravagant-ass ones, I'll tell you that for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess, yeah. I, I have seen some, um, whatever that park is right by, on Santa Rosa, like oh, that. Foothill, right there, yeah, yeah. I've seen them out there, too. Is that, that's, that's me, that's, that's my guys. You? Yeah, okay. if you've driven by there on a Saturday afternoon, you've probably seen me uh, decked out in green, firing arrows at nerds, and... Uh, <laughs> That's I awesome. want to do that. Me too. Oh my god! That's yeah. awesome. Um, so, to start, I kind of was curious, and I I have an idea of how you got into it, but how did you get into hosting trivia and karaoke? Um, like what 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 brought you into that? I was playing trivia um, on a pretty regular basis at this bar up in um, up in Napa Valley where I used to live, and uh, it was this this great little brewery that eventually went out of business, but, uh, um, they had a trivia night every week. Uh, I was playing there with a group of friends and we were crushing it pretty regularly. Um, and one day the host just stopped showing up. Like he, he didn't show up for the normal game time. Um, and so everyone kind of went into a frenzy trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, you know, his, his assistant was there, but he, he didn't have any information either. So, um, Eventually, they, they decided they needed to replace the host. Uh, so, a couple, like, two, three weeks later, uh, they asked if I wanted to do it because I was hanging out around the bar anyway. My wife worked there at the time. and um, So, uh, I ended up thinking about it for about 30 seconds, and then <laughs> I said, hell yeah, I want to be a pretend game show host. That's all I've ever dreamed of. Okay, um, 
And so I started writing questions and, and I basically copied the guy's format that he had already set up and I've been doing it ever since. It's been about seven years. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. Two different counties and five different venues, I think. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's something that I'm kind of hooked on. Um, <laughs> Both With, yeah. spiritually and financially now. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Lovely. I mean, you're certainly really good at it. Well, like, thank you. You've got, you've got the personality for it. You've got a good voice for it. <laughs> thank you. And the few that I've attended, it's it's always like, there's definitely the categories that where I'm just like, I'm <laughs> oh, you want me to moderate like politics and shit? I'm like, I have no idea. But when it comes to the, like the movies and the music, I'm like, all right. That's my realm. Eighty sci-fi movies go. Yes. You know? <laughs> I feel like I'm doing my job if I've given most, if I've given at least kind of like the average kind of the bell curve medium yeah. of people one round that they're super fucking stoked about, and one round that they have no idea and are totally mm-hmm. stumped and out of their element, and confused. Well, you should, we should explain that the way that the trivia works is you're in teams of five. Yeah. And there's five rounds mm-hmm. to the game. So if if you are able to develop a team where somebody knows a lot about this, someone else knows about this, someone knows about that, mm. then you can yeah. totally kick ass. Yeah, that's kind of the key to building a good trivia team is is getting uh, people with a mix of interests, people that are not just you know clones of yourself. If you can do yeah. that, then you've got a lot of bases covered and you're more likely to, to win some stuff. A lot yeah. of the teams that win a lot are people that have you know a range of players from their you know 20s and 30s up to their 50s and 60s. Um, and they're kind of unstoppable because they've got all eras covered. They probably yeah. have different interests, different backgrounds, and um, yeah, it's we're not naming any names of because they don't deserve any more glory. <laughs> they don't deserve any well, goddamn credit. Yeah, yeah. a lot of friends. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and yeah, the the few times that I've been there, it doesn't surprise me though. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, but I feel like that's the infuriating addiction that is. It true. is because yeah, like you're right. You 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 get so <laughs> mad when it's you know literally nothing about a subject, but when it's like when your category gets called and you get to answer every question, that's the best feeling in the world. Oh my god! Being able to talk about something you know about, yeah. and like answer those questions. And those rare moments when you can one up one of those teams that wins all the time. Oh, yeah. oh it's so good! Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah. Most excellent. Who got eight out of ten? Raise your hand. Who got nine out? Of, who got ten out? Of, yes. Fuck yeah, they, it was me. They missed one. <laughs> um, and and we, uh, myself and and Gabby, who isn't here today. Uh, took over for you uh, last week. Oh, that's right. You guys and, did. And um, yeah. we used uh, okay. just some trivia service that they used to use. Noel printed out these questions oh, yeah. and stuff. And it is a very difficult job. I have done stand-up comedy and acting and, like, theater performances and stuff. And that was very difficult because mm. it's it's not just something where you're performing. You have to perform and you are also at the mercy of this crowd that yeah. cares so much about the outcome. Yeah, you have to perform, but you... You also have to be accurate, like perfectly accurate, unquestionably accurate, um, which is, it's hard. It's taken a lot of, a a lot of years to like fine tune that element of it because, you know, when I started out, I would write questions that are just like, oh yeah, I know the answer to that. I, that's, I can, I could phrase that in the form of a question. I know something about this. Right. And so I, I'd come up with something, you know, that felt good to me, but 
wasn't precise. Like there's no way to tell someone, no, you're wrong about this answer or you're right with this answer um, if you're kind of half-assing it. So uh, I've had to learn how to be precise, which is not in my nature. Precision is is my probably one of my weaker suits. Well, you do a good job. Yeah. And you you're very convincing. And, and what, one of the things that I love about... Convincing, you, that's the most important thing. Not necessarily <laughs> right, but convincing. Well, that's it, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, that's true. Is, is your trivia is what um, introduced me, what, what sort of brought, uh, well, Aaron and I were coming there for a long time, so me and Aaron were playing it with just random people, and then it was kind of what brought Gabby into our little circle, who's a dear, dear friend of mine now, so there's that, and then Audrey, and then Audrey was playing it with us, and then Henry sat the, down and played with The first night, night I met Bender, and all of you guys was at a trivia night. Yeah. Yes, oh my God. Did I bring so... this crew together? I think yes, you, you did, did. Larry. Actually, I deserve an executive producer credit on this podcast. Larry deserves a podcast credit. Like, yeah. But what I was going to say was even greater than that, is that we can't be the only people that your trivia nights have brought together. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, it's such a cool thing where you completely captivate everyone who's there. And you know what? That place gets packed, man. It's full. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everyone is 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 doing this cool thing and having fun together, yeah. doing something. Oh and it's just, it's such a cool thing that you do, man. And it's it would be, if you stop doing it, it would be <laughs> sorely missed. I Thank guarantee. you. I, I love, honestly, I love watching the place fill up and like... It's almost a it's almost a, a, a getting me off sort of situation when the place clears out <laughs> at the moment that the game's done and yeah. the other bar's still open for another hour but but uh, everyone's on their way out of there. Dude, it's, you should have heard when we were like, "I'm Henry and I'm Gabby and um, Larry's not going to be able to make it this week." Is <laughs> people were just like, "Oh, <laughs> it was they were they were disappointed." Like, make you feel great. Well, also oh that, that <laughs> that's a, awesome. That's a testament to like. Mm. Like, they can just go to trivia. Like, trivia is something you can find around town, but when you have, like, your trivia night of, like, a person that's doing it well, that makes it better. You've got the following. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I I try to put a little effort into it. I don't know. I don't know what the difference is, but I've been to a couple of other games around town. There's a half dozen games probably yeah. um, across Slow, and 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 I'm, I'm not sure what the difference is, but there's... I like to think that there's something. And, uh, there is, I'm sorry I left you guys hanging. I, no. I will say, I uh, for background, for whoever might be listening, I, I took the week off because I went to Portland for a little family vacation. And uh, the plan initially was for me to write an entire game and hand it off to Gabby um, to, to run it on my behalf. And uh, about a day into my vacation, I realized, what the hell am I doing? Like, why did I take my laptop here? Why did I commit myself to, like... You know, the work of writing a game and and getting it. uh, Well, dude, it it, it made us like if you had done that, Gabby and I would have been like, "Fuck, trivia is easy. (laughs) We we could do this every week." But like, like getting just a random set of questions by this like service that people pay for, seeing how much worse that was, and like the the amount of like personality missing from it. And everything, it was like, oh wow, this is a difficult thing to accomplish. Gives you well. a good appreciation for all the legwork behind the scenes that leads up to that event. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I want to know, kind of, just you know, not to take myself off the yeah, hot seat or whatever, but um, how did the game go? Like, tell I haven't heard anything about the game really. It went well. Um, we we like we figured it out. We there were two rounds that were visual, and we're like, we did not print these out, so we, <laughs> we, so we just did a four round trivia. Uh, I think it's one of the actually uh, 
one team had the upset against uh, the the main group. Who like I gotta I hate shouting them out because they went don't, out, like don't but, but <laughs> they're, say they're, any names they're, are they simian okay. in nature their their name is a uh, Arrested Development reference which I every oh. time I hear it I'm I'm very pleased that yeah. enough people like Arrested Development yeah yeah those guys yeah those guys but um yeah it was fun the the only thing we set up inside like you do and I realized why I was having trouble communicating with people is because I couldn't see all of the teams so if we're ever going to take over again we're going to do it outside so that we can kind of like look out at people and if people want to sit inside they can still kind of see us and like we can communicate but it was so hard like Performing in a sense for people that you can't even see. Yeah, that's hard, and I, I hate that kind of dog leg situation where you, where there's a whole back corner where you can't. From the angle that I usually set up, you can't can't really see it. And I've thought about moving it out to the outdoor like stage patio. And, and we'll get kinda, you a heater. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I'm not gonna need it for the next couple of months. It's fine. I'll just I'll just get out there and pretend like I'm a band, uh, and just just rock this shit. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm trying to. Yeah, <laughs> um, we've talked about this, but I'm, my plan is to get um, Larry out to the vineyard to do a trivia on a Sunday oh, afternoon. Dude. Yeah, like a daytime that'd be trivia of wine. I mean, you have to do so that. change it yeah, up yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I think so. I, I I'm, we'll, I'm all over. Yeah, I love cool. it. I, I want to take the show on the road. That's awesome. It'll be fun. <sighs> Hell yeah! And then I mean, just think about it. It's. A lot of it too, it, and the parallel for me is being on mic and hosting something. Yeah. Like hosting this podcast. The first episode was Clinton and Aaron, and I go back and I listen to that because you, you got to learn. You got to go back and revisit. And be like, where am I? Where where did I start and where am I now? And am yeah. I doing better or worse? Yeah. Check in, but I definitely went back and listened to it. And it's like okay, maybe speak a little more clearly. Don't stutter. I, I don't think I stuttered, but it was that. Nervous, like mumble, uh, <laughs> not speaking very clear. That and over. So this is number eighteen we're on, which is crazy. That means eighteen weeks because we usually do them weekly. We took last week off, um, which is needed sometimes. Oh yeah, just kind of because re- a week goes by, and I'm sure maybe it's the same for you. Prep a week is sometimes not enough. I it's Sunday yesterday. And I was like, oh shit, we got the podcast tomorrow. Like, am I ready? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Not really. And then Clint, you know, was like, hey, because I know you were interested. He had mentioned that you you would want to come on. And I was like, oh, perfect. That'll be a great episode. So it's awesome. But, yeah, it's it's growing. Like, be, it, it's hard to find your comfort zone and kind of get your own voice and be a host and keep things flowing. Yeah. So it's it's taken me some time, and hopefully it, it's improvement. Yeah. Uh, I think it has been for me, but... Yeah, I mean, it's the same. I, I, I admire your skill at <laughs> hosting something that big, and that it's live, and it's like strangers. This is kind of, you know, we don't have too many strangers come yeah. on. It's mostly friends, but yeah. still there's that aspect. But I see you doing that, and I'm like, well, he's, you've, you've got your chops. Like, you've got, you've got good... Yeah. Even the, like, the overperforming as a host, where, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's so, be e- gross. so easy to, like, put the ham on, like, for the most part. <laughs> like a part. wedding DJ? Yeah, I, I, sounded, oh, yeah. I sounded like a wedding or a strip club DJ, where I'm like, all right. Now, <laughs> coming up next. Four. And um, doing that shit just because I, like, didn't know how to be uh, myself while doing that. 
That's yeah. the hard part about yeah. being a host. Um, Larry, I'm interested. Do you do you have prior to your experience on the microphone and on stage while mm-hmm. you're doing trivia? Do you have any previous stage experience or performing experience? Yeah, I um, I guess I did some you know basic high school theater when I was you know teenager. I had been in a couple of bands here and there. Um, Which is I've, why you know how to sing. I've always got yeah, I've got that I've got that going for me. I've I've always been into stuff like karaoke and, and things like that. I I guess I'm I'm I tend to be a naturally fairly outgoing um, just personality. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much formal performance other than you know you know high school theater and, and a little yeah. bit of singing and mm-hmm. um, I've been in a couple of choirs and stuff like that so I, I, I've never been afraid of the stage afraid of a microphone um, afraid of an audience anything like that and that I mean that goes back to from when I was a, a kid I think my parents put me on stage you know at church singing hymns when I was like two or three years old mm-hmm. um, so yeah that's that's the performance aspect of it has definitely taken some improvement since I I started, um, but it wasn't something that ever scared me away so much as the challenge of, you know, compiling and and distilling <laughs> enough knowledge to hold up a game like week to week. Yeah. That's the biggest challenge of it, honestly, is the grind. Um, <laughs> as like you were saying, like you get some weeks where you're just it's you know it's not happening, you're not feeling it, and it's yeah. I, I don't know if I would consider you know this to be a creative endeavor it's a lot of regurgitation a lot of finding the knowledge that's already out there and finding the information and, and you know compiling it um although i but, would argue that's I almost like i was gonna hey, say that is that takes creativity to make it not sound too regurgitated right it's you're no not different than a band going on tour and playing the same set for fucking a month yeah you know what i mean or yeah. even the the mental process of of being able to go back through either your influences or like what you have learned and make something new with it, which I think is like a, a creative thing that we're always trying to look back at the different points of our life and, and process that information into our art. Right. Yeah. It's so every once in a while, I, I think to myself, like probably, probably every other month I have this moment where I'm like, Shit, I think I'm out of things that I know. Oh god, how do I continue <laughs> yeah. this? How do I continue this like beast of a game of a commitment? And it's and it's you know, again, it's two hours, you know, on the microphone every week in a bar. There's a couple more hours of prep work that goes into it, but it's not, you know, like having a full-time job or anything like that. It's it, but it's a commitment and it's it's a grind sometimes. And sometimes I, I just don't have the inspiration, I don't have the, you know whatever it is that I think is going to hold the, the which we've we've all together. talked about that many times on this episode is that that creative <laughs> that creative yeah. anchor that like yeah. it you yeah. know but I, I gotta imagine that even if you have a grueling time putting together a quiz and there's gotta be a thrill involved when you see people's reactions to yeah. those questions even yeah see. even the week that I think feel like I'm phoning it in and people still seem to have a good time people still are excited about the questions excited about the the, the performance excited about the prizes and just like they go home happy and I can see them going home happy or they thank me about the game and I'm just like god you don't even know I felt so shitty about this going into but it we I think we talked about this on another episode where even when you're making art or a song or whatever it is 
you have to see how the sausage is made. Yeah. And that makes it grueling and yeah. intense. And you might not be so excited about the product, but when you show somebody and when you share, people are like, this is my favorite painting or song yeah. I've ever seen. Like, Everyone else just gets to eat like, the delicious sausage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, and so <laughs> it's sausage is good. <laughs> well, I cut my fingers off making it, but <laughs> Well, and the other thing that, that helps is, again, kind of just having kind of grown up just performing a little bit um just the feeling of of getting up there no matter how shitty i feel about the prep work i've done or the caliber of questions i've written or um you know how, no matter how hard it was compared to other weeks where it's sometimes sometimes it comes and it flows and it's easy and sometimes it's very challenging um when i get up there that does go away and just after you know six or seven years of doing this, you know you, you you get on the microphone and you get you know up on the stage and and suddenly you're on and it you know just having have that habit built of yeah. being on when you have to be on, um, no matter how shitty the process was, when it's time to be on and it, it actually ends up feeling good. One might call that being a professional. <laughs> <laughs> One might. One might, and we, and we will. I'm basically the Mariah Carey of yeah, trivia. No, I would agree. No, I will say you're a professional. <laughs> it does. It's, it's, uh, you're very good at what you do. Um, what were your? Uh, do you have any favorite game shows that you watched growing up, or that you still watch now? Oh because God, trivia is its own beast, but game shows in general are kind of yeah. their own genre of thing. The patron saint of trivia for me is Jeopardy and Alex Trebek. I oh, think yeah. that's kind of the the gold standard. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's mm-hmm. There's some other games like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire it was you know fun. It was a little gimmicky, um, mm-hmm. but I it, liked it too though. But it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it was good. It was um, the one thing I I liked about that that I don't know if will work. You know, in my style of game is is the multiple choice. Um, that's a way you can do it. And I know that's a way that some people do it. And when they when they host trivia, um, it just gets people a little gives people a little more of a handicap I think to get into For the sure. game, um, I, I, yeah. which I've avoided, but. Um, but yeah, Jeopardy is the gold standard. I grew up watching that when I was a kid, even even from when I was little, and I knew, you know, zero percent of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know, starting to like figure out patterns and starting to figure out you know how themes and categories worked, and starting to um, figure out how how different types of knowledge could be similar and could fit together. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think that probably helped a little bit. And then eventually when I did start, you know, taking an interest in things like history and pop culture and, and all that kind of stuff uh, as a slightly older kid, um, sitting there with my grandparents, we would be watching, you know, Jeopardy and I would, I would sit there in front of the couch and just be like spouting off random answers when I knew them. And when I did know them, it felt so goddamn good. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, I still get that dude. Like yeah. when I watch Jeopardy and I nail it, I'm like, fuck yeah. Yes. And it may be like, yeah, I should be on the show. <laughs> it may be like three or four questions in a given episode of Jeopardy, but like you hit it and you feel so fucking good about it. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that was, that's, that's the big one for me. Um, who do you think is a better host on who wants to be a millionaire, Alex Trebek or my reality TV, Chris Harrison? Oh, see, I went straight to Regis. Oh, oh, and that's right. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, Regis and Regis Chris Harrison. Yeah. Um, um, is that your final answer? I, God, I loved, I loved Regis. When they changed, um, 
when they changed uh, a host to that they, lady. Yeah, they changed. I mean, they've changed hosts a couple times right? now, right? Yeah, is she was Meredith Vieira, or is that I the weakest link? I did not. Oh, that was, was that the weakest link. Was that you? Oh, uh, I'm. And she was no. The weakest link was that British British school teacher lady. Yes. I'm yeah oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't ever I don't think I ever watched that one. She would basically just like take a knife and just slit them right down the front of their chest yeah. and then pour a bunch of salt in it and, and then kick them off the stage. There was an era there where game show hosts, <laughs> reality no hosts, competition hosts were just assholes and like yeah. that was the point. It was like yeah. uh, that and Hell's Kitchen and like <laughs> Simon Cowell on American Idol were oh all God. of that same like kind of couple of years of era. Yeah, it really and it helped like, American culture. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. That we're gave us Donald Trump. If we're just yeah. like. We put up an asshole on a pedestal, and suddenly, like, now we've got the Ooh, Trump era. I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> God damn it. What is I just wrong broke it wide open. Shit. Yeah, there's going to be some, shit. like, historian back in the day, like, connecting yeah. red lines, and they're yeah. like, this was, oh, my God, yeah. this is it. It was the lady from uh, <laughs> well, Weakest that, Link. That's, the, that's why, like, for me, Regis was, he, <laughs> he wasn't, like, but he was kind of quirky and like yeah. That. He was a little theatrical, <laughs> just a cheery theatrical Aisha. little dude. Yeah. And his right? voice was great. Are you sure? Do you want a terrible impression? Like, do you want to call your parents? Yeah. Is one of the hilarious. Okay. Like, <laughs> it's always a parent is the lifeline. It's and very rarely like occasionally they'd be like, "This is my Harvard professor," and they know. And it's like, all right, well, that's a good lifeline. But it's like, I'm gonna call my mom, and it's like, man, I like, yeah. I I love my mom, and she knows some weird trivia. <laughs> but like, occasionally she'll be like, "It was this person for sure," and it's like, no, that was no, an wasn't. incorrect person. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, mom, that's so fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I love asking my mom trivia questions. Uh, I get the roundabout mom answer that's like, oh, that guy that was in the thing. <laughs> right. And he was in the thing with that other girl. And I, I follow the math. Like, I do that. Like, I follow, go down the trail with her. And I realize there's like two or three things in that thing that I were in that chain that were incorrect, but I knew which one she thought was she was thinking of. <laughs> and then I follow that tangent. It's, it's, it's amazing. Oh, God. It, that's Special skill. That I mean, we'll we'll stay on the trivia thing longer, just because it's something that I haven't thought about until now. Especially for you, it's like it makes me think. I'm like, man, there is something about trivia that I've always like. There, what is that? It's like I love answering. Like it's the knowledge test. It's yeah. maybe it's that a little bit of an ego of like I know things. Yeah. That other people don't know. That's a good. But it's also just it's a good. I think all this I definitely crave that like I I love bars that have trivial pursuit and their little bar their little mm-hmm. holders I'm like I'll pull it out and I'll start reading it yeah okay. like, oh is this this one some people like pull away from it they're like I don't know shit don't ask me that it's like I'm with you but I think the brain, it feels good to work it just like it does any other muscle in your body. I think that maybe we just are too dumb to realize it, but I think it just feels good. It's just I get a good feeling when I do that. So for some reason, my brain is releasing endorphins when I'm doing, when I'm thinking or answering and, get, and getting excited about an yeah. answer and, and hanging out with my buddies. You know what I mean? And it's like important. talking shit because yeah. are we, we started a little heckling back, you know, a little weird me and Gabby and Aaron were like, yeah, you know, we should start a new thing, trivia heckling. Where oh, you, just, you just talk shit about everyone else. Oh, yeah. Which hopefully... Pros at it, too. Yeah, we were pretty oh, good at it. To your point of, like, endorphins and stuff, I think a part of <laughs> Thanks that... Thanks for bringing it back, Henry. Sorry. No, no, it's <laughs> all <laughs> on track. 
I got stoked about talking shit. No, it's, it's, it's all good, <laughs> but like okay. I think a part of that is know. it's a valid part of any competition. <laughs> it is. It's true. I think a part of that is um, it's it's like school where you're being rewarded for knowing the answers and right. being correct. But without the like penalty of getting it wrong, other than your like pride and lack of knowledge, yeah. so you still like still get to get rewarded for things. Yeah. You might get some chips or some beer or a T-shirt or whatever. If you're lucky, yeah. If you're lucky, but like it's still the camaraderie of working on a team project, like being confident in what you know yeah. and and having the right answers without that thing of like being like if I don't get this right I'm gonna fail this class it's yeah. like oh well I still oh drank beer and had fun if I'm wrong my parents are gonna be on the hook for more of my tuition money and I'm gonna be so ashamed <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, yeah yeah there's nothing on, there's nothing at stake I mean there's games that I've seen that like you have to buy in um, or even like at, at a place like you know um, I hate to mention the name of the competition but Woodstock's where you have to you know be on the phone at precisely 6 p.m., you know, two hours before the game starts, and you have to get on the list if you're lucky. Like, you, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, that's, that's it's a bummer. It, because that's a I, I guess space is limited. And it's a high bar for entry. It's just, you know, it's yeah. it's not much out Maybe of pocket. Maybe they feel like that brings nuts. appeal or something. Like, oh, you got to college you know age. I mean? I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's right there. Like, you get to be part of the exclusive yeah. club that played at Woodstock tonight. And, yeah. you know, necessary. it's... I don't know what it is, but it's it's not the way I want to run the game. I want it to be a low bar of entry. I want people. I want it to be accessible. I want people to have fun at it. And even if it even if there's just one round where they knew some stuff, yeah. I want them to get that reward. Whether it's you know the endorphin high of um, you know knowing that you got something right, knowing that you knew something that maybe someone else didn't know, or if it is you know that bag of chips or you know a couple points toward you know a gift certificate or whatever. Um, you know, that reward is, is fucking awesome. It's just mm-hmm. feels so good to have known. And I, and I think it's really smart how you do that. I don't think I haven't noticed. I call the first round, the confidence builder Yeah. because he'll do that. He'll build you up. <laughs> yeah. He'll build you up just till you think you're like, Oh my God, oh my God. I might be a little bit smart. And then, and then, and then the rest of the game, I call the tear down. <laughs> so like piece by piece, he just rips you back down and he's like, no, you're actually not that smart, but it's fun and it feels good. You know, Dude. when you, cause when you do get that answer, you're like, Fuck yeah. 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 In yeah. the first, first question of the, the round that we were doing, was like, in what 18th century poem was the main character an architect? And you're like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, who, who, is, that who is gonna know this? Oh my god, like, I never trust a service. I've tried it a couple times. Oh my god, they give you a lot of. It's like a Wikipedia random article, yeah. like highlight, like paragraph, like right. find an, a question in a, that. A lot of these services will give you uh, they're very successful businesses they stay they stay afloat somehow or another I don't know why but there's they'll give you these questions that swing wildly between so obvious that you have to have just come out of a 20 year coma to not know the answer okay second answer or second question was yeah. what was Hermione's last name in the Harry Potter right. books yeah and it's, so it's stuff like that, Ranger. or it's <laughs> outstanding. Even I knew that. So it's something like that, Ranger. or it's something like that's so esoteric or so um, so like weirdly niche specific, or something that's like unanswerable. Like the, the answer to the question is like this, you know, long subjective explanation, and it's like you're, you're not going to get that precisely wrong or precisely right. You maybe you'll get in the ballpark, um, but 
Yeah, I don't... I wonder if that's, like, some... You gotta dial it in. I'll talk some shit. Maybe it's some college professor wanting to be... Flex his brain muscle and yeah. say, let me design a game. It's like, that's not a game, man. That's right. a game for you to watch other people struggle. But it's like... And that's why I think what you do is so good. Because it's like, you, you recognize... What like like he was saying you you do you build it up and then you like because you got to make it a little competitive you got to keep right. people interested and that's especially in a bar like everybody's drinking where it easily can get distracted like <laughs> wait what what's going on and and I'm sure you've seen the you know the re- a casual trivia people that are just kind of like oh, I'll do first round and then I'll hit it but it's like you do. Like, people seek out your game because it's playable and fun. Yeah. That's, man, that's that's a cool quality, and that is creativity. And that's... Here, here. The first first game that I hosted, the manager of the bar, like, put out all these promotional materials, marketing it as, you know, I think she said something like unbeatable trivia or or something like unfathomable (laughs) trivia or something like that. And I was like, that's so... Like, I don't want to be unbeatable. I don't want to be... You know, un uncontestable or, or whatever right. whatever the stupid term is. I want it to be accessible. I want people mm-hmm. to have fun. Like I want it to be as fun for the people who stumble in and just want a beer and like, oh cool game, I'll play. As it is for the diehards who come in there every week yeah. and, you know, try to, you know, get their rocks off knowing more than any everybody. I want it to be, you know, accessible for all of them. And it's always fun when you have a wild card on your team that like right. didn't go to college but they're going to randomly be like oh that was uh, Sir Francis's Drake shit. Yeah, like, yeah. like you're like oh <laughs> shit how do you and they're like I did a report in fourth grade and that stuck yeah. with me. It's <laughs> the thing that I remember most. So one one question that I've, I've always wondered is how, how do you diffuse how do you quell those people who are like well dude and they come up to you and they're all mad about their answer because they're all butthurt because they didn't get the right question yeah. and challenge you like what are your how do you how do you diffuse that situation there yeah the again as I've learned precision that has t- kind of tapered off but there's always going to be someone who's going to dispute something I had a, a question um three or four weeks ago I did something on presidents and and someone Someone found a Wikipedia article, not a Wikipedia article, some random article some, uh, on some random site that was like, oh, there were eight presidents that were from Ohio and not seven. Mm. Um, oh, and, and so they disputed my answer. And, you know, I, I, I'm always down to, you know, flow and adapt a little bit. So I'll take two minutes to, to look it up myself and to Google. I, I look everything up ahead of time. It's not like I come in there like, you know, not Maybe. not knowing the answers yeah. to my questions. Yeah. But every once in a while, you know, if there's someone who's got a more accurate source than I do, I'll, I'll give them the point. Um, so it's just, it's a case-by-case basis. Um, I Bottom line tactic is I just try to be charming as hell when they're disputing me on something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and that goes a long way. But, um, yeah, I, I, try to, I try to not be the asshole who's going to stand stand firmly on an incorrect answer and just say, you know, no, my word is law. Um, but you got to be prepared to, to do a little bit of digging. And, and I think I said that this is the bottom line. The actual bottom line is you've got to keep the game moving. So right. whether you're right or whether they're wrong and whether it's going to take 20 minutes of, you know, of research to figure out who was specifically correct yeah. at one point, if it's, if it's a, a minute and a half or two minutes in and we still don't have a consensus, I'm going to say, go sit down. Yeah. Go sit down. Up. We're going to move along. Like, I'm, I'm not sure if you're right, but I'm going to stand by it this time and, and we're going to move along. And I think that, that because I've, 
I've built a crowd now that is, you know, to some extent pretty, you know, trusting and pretty committed. Um, I've, I, I feel like I've built the repertoire with them. Repertoire? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, rapport. Rapport. Thank yeah. you. Oh my yeah. God. The rapport. Okay. No, I was like, see, that, that would have yeah. been disputed. Yeah. Right and of here. course, I'm. <laughs> this this happens while I'm talking about the disputed dispute. Your repertoire. Has, yeah. Has I built up because. <laughs> can, can we edit that part out? No, yeah. Edit that part out. No, 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 because I built the because I built the rapport with the people that that I that yeah. play with me. I yeah. I feel like like. They're, they can cut me some slack if I don't have time to like tell them why exactly they're wrong or why exactly I'm right. Yeah. Um, so so that's that's again just a longevity thing and it's a, a commitment thing and it's again the grind like putting in the time and the work and the, the, the FaceTime and the yeah. you know that's refreshing building man. the re- building the reputation or the the relationships. Bender, do I have time for one more question? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> what early. I'm not gonna say how it's we're cruising. Okay, we're doing just. Fine. I don't want to steer this in the wrong direction, but oh, go for it. Just because I like scandals, <laughs> what do you think the percentage of Googlers are? Do you think that people actually do that? Like, there's people that'll actually like on the DL Google. I think it's cheap. fairly low, honestly. I've 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 walked around during the games, and hopefully, when people don't notice that I'm walking around, um, I. And I also have spies. Like, again, building those relationships, a lot of my more regular players are pretty, you know, pretty vigilant and pretty, you know, willing because they know me and they know I'm not going to call them, you know, snitches Mm -hmm. or whatever. Right. Uh, They they know that they can come up and, and... and let me know when something's going wrong. I feel like it's it's less than you would think it would be. Um, and for most players who, you know, enjoy the game on a regular basis and, and you know, to some extent take it seriously, um, I think that – I don't think there's much appeal to it. I mean, if yeah. you're – if you if you wander in and see an opportunity to win a prize and you didn't know what was going on, you might be tempted to, like, look some things up just to, to get a leg up. But I think for most most players who enjoy the game, truly enjoy playing, right? It's that uh, it's that reward is is a challenge. You don't get that same reward from you know cheating. looking something up on right. your phone. And you would have to do it for every answer. Like thinking yeah. about like getting away with cheating in a game like that is like for maybe one difficult question. But your team already has to be rolling, and that's the one question you've missed. Like yeah. there, there are very few people who are cheaters in a trivia game who would actually be able to get that far in trivia where cheating one time is going to help them win. Right. Yeah. They're going to have to be cheating yeah. a lot because well, they that's don't good know. know. Yeah. And another thing is, is uh, again, precision is kind of a key. If you write your answer, write your questions and your answers in a way that, that makes it hard for someone to just look up that specific piece of information. That's I mean, I'm thinking of a picture rounds, for example. Like, right. you, you guys have seen my picture rounds. Yeah, those are tough. It's, I mean, you can't really Google that very much. No. I mean, there's... Right. That I, I, I know that I'm sure there's ways to, to gain that system, but you know, technically you reverse image like Google search it. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you can. I mean, is it possible that people are cheating? Maybe I guess I feel like I've, I I hope that I put the game together in a way that discourages cheating. Between that and people uh, hoping that people enjoy the game enough to want to keep it clean. No, I think you're right. I think you're right, and that makes me kind of sad because part of me 
was hoping more people are cheating because we suck. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to break your illusions. No, I don't think it's I don't think it's as widespread as you might hope it would be. Yeah, people just know more than you. I know it's true. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's painful. Well, and that's the other thing. Maybe is, read more. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. Not to disparage you and your team, but but um, do. you also get really high every time before we. But I feel like I feel like cheaters will will expose themselves because you can't again it's like like Henry was saying it's not sustainable like you yeah. can't you can't cheat on every round and win the game that way That's you can true. maybe cheat your way through one one round or one topic yeah. um, but then you're going to run up on it something that you just you can't google and you definitely can't google in the amount of or figure out in the amount of time that I've given you yeah, to figure that out your answer so hopefully it's hopefully I've you know foolproof the system well, a little bit and also like when when somebody's asking you it's like oh what was that actress's name in this and it's just you and your friends hanging out there's a certain satisfaction of like thinking about it for a fucking second instead of just googling it immediately right. like struggling with yourself totally. until you're like oh it was totally this person yeah like there's satisfaction and when you're when you look it up it is a, literally like a, a let down feeling where yeah. you're like, I know this answer. There's no reward. Like, yeah, yeah, there's no reward mentally for you having looked it up because yeah. you knew it. And if you had searched for it, you would have felt that feeling of like resolve in mm-hmm. your brain. Yeah. Well, and actually that's, that. it's funny because just as you were saying that, I, I started thinking about how, I mean, the way our brains work now, like with, with everyone having, you know, a supercomputer in your pocket and, you know, just... Even my, I myself, the way in my day-to-day life I approach information, I want to know right away. It's not necessarily me trying to solve a puzzle and feel good about myself, about having known something ahead of time. If I'm, like, watching a movie and I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, who, who, uh, what other movie was that guy in? And I, I, you know, start looking it up on my phone. Because it's your appendage. Right, exactly. It's your external brain. I've gotten so used to it being my external brain and just, like, wanting to have that instant gratification of, uh, of, of, you know, knowing and, and you know moving on and making those connections and actually that that does kind of help me write the game too but you have to turn off that part of your brain that's become reliant on modern technology when you're playing a game like this and and i hope that that's a fun little challenge and a fun little break from the what we've put ourselves through day to day so absolutely <clears throat> i was just thinking about that i over the weekend and maybe i'll issue the challenge to our group because we meet we we meet weekly and it's like and we'll get down to our, we, I always ask towards when we're not wrapping up, but just like we just kind of fill in like, hey, did you guys see anything, read anything, hear anything inspirational for your own creativity? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think I want to try, uh, uh, try being the operative word, to have one day on the weekend where I don't pick up my phone. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, yeah, I will, we'll see. Yesterday was like, I, I did well for about four hours, and then it was just like, and not giving myself an excuse, but I had to upload our last episode, and so I was taking pictures, you know, doing the social media, yeah. and I was like, oh, oh, there uh, it is. I broke my fast. But it was, but it, you know, and I was like, well, that, no, it does count, so that's what I was thinking about, I was like, yeah. something like that, because man, it is, this is an addiction. And I and I'm guilty as everybody yeah. else is. But it's like food is an addiction. Like, but doing it, <laughs> doing it right, and and food. doing it in like good, good, having good food and like the right portions and stuff is fucking it's great balance. for you. So it's yeah, it's it's finding that balance where I don't yeah. think it's inherently bad, but it can be. Well, and it's, I mean, 
I think we're all similar in age. Um, hey, we're in range. You know, no, we're we're, I think we're, all, we're we make a great trivia team. I, I think, think. You're the, I think you're the youngest here. But, I think I am. Um, I remember like it's weird being the age I am and looking at how fast technology came and like I remember. You know, the Super Nintendo for me was like, holy shit, yeah. Super Nintendo. <laughs> it's Super. And then GameCube. All of a sudden, it was like, wait, what? Or Nintendo 64. And we're like, wait, wait, but the Super, that just came out like two years. And then, it's still pretty Super, guys. <laughs> and it still is. But, but like, I haven't funny, lived, like, I haven't lived a day in my life without the internet. Right, and I have. And it's mm-hmm. weird. It's weird to see, but Shit. We're, this is, <laughs> I know, <laughs> Shit. young kids. You don't even know. But yeah, it's, it's tr- and I think for me, that's part of the appeal of the trivia is like, test your knowledge without any yeah. outside help. It's like, yeah. what, what have you retained? And the more you go, the better it is for you. Like to, to take those breaks, like you said, from yeah. that technology of, it's so easy to look up anything. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Encyclopedia Britannica is no longer viable. Like, there yeah. are people like, what the fuck was that? Exactly. But I remember having those books on our shelves, awesome. and that was when oh, you I just like flipping through them that, for fun. They were just yeah, so cool. Man. That's where that was. This was born for me. I, honestly, really? like we had one of those, and I would just sit in my too, in my man. living room, yeah. uh, you know, on summer days, and I would just like read them an article and then yeah. I read the next article and then I think of something maybe think of something else that I was interested in and yeah. I flip through and you know grab the next volume or whatever and flip to another article yeah. and I would just go you know I remember thinking like I don't know what this is but it fucking is so cool like even before I could even read I just remembered yeah. they were always around and I would just they had the coolest pictures yeah. and then I learned to read and just was like you know. Holy shit! Did you guys know that they just have like information printed <laughs> in these pages? Yeah. Like, you know how to read? Yeah, just go. Yeah, you can just, just open it up and works. read about a thing. Well, and also the thrill <laughs> of, for me was always trying to stump my family. Did you get? All right, let's see who can get that. That was like early trivia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's that whole like, <laughs> it is there. There is that playing on. What do you know that? Or do you know what I know? Because yeah. if you don't, that's going to make... Like, there's that weird... This is a little bit of an ego thing, but it's also... But it, it's, it's also more, the pleasure of teaching somebody. It is. Where, like, it is. When, it is. When, you, yeah. when you're able to convey that knowledge, that's a great feeling. Oh, too. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I will say, there's a perverse pleasure in the inverse of that. Because every once in a while, I... I feel like, oh yeah, maybe I've taught people something today. But then every once in a while, I'm stumped. I'm on on a week's preparation, and I, I don't know what I'm doing for that week. And so I'll dive back into one of my into my old files, and I'll go and, and recycle around that I that I played maybe a year or two ago. And I know that there's some people who have played that round before that have been there before, and I didn't change much. Um, and I stumped them again on the same answer that I got them on like two years ago, <laughs> nice. and they're like. Damn it! I cannot believe it, and it's 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 a little bit of. <laughs> yeah. You haven't learned. You haven't learned enough, young apprentice. <laughs> that's yeah. fucking great. So uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, that's man. It's it's fun. It is. It's a good source of creativity, and then of course it makes sense after looking through some of the stuff, other stuff you're into. I'm like, yeah, I, and that's why like it's it's a great fit. <laughs> If you didn't know, this podcast is about creativity yeah, yeah. and creative people. And that's why the more people I can get on with different perspectives and different 
things that they do, you know. Like, you're our first trivia host. You're our <laughs> first karaoke host. So it's like, like, I want to get into some of the magazine editing. I know, a little like, bit of that. Yeah, if we can I, touch I've, on some of that. I want to know if your LARPing came from DMV. Like, I want to know all, like, Ooh, a bunch of little, different Yeah, a little bit of background on... Yeah. I'd say, let's... let's. What do you want to know? Yeah, I'm an open book, yeah. baby. Um, w- first of all, just so we can give you a little shout out and plug is what magazine do you edit for? I'm the editor of Cal Poly Magazine. It's the alumni magazine of okay. Cal Poly, the nice. big institution here in town. Um, so it's Polytechnic, not California Pomona. Polytechnic State University. There you go. Um, nothing to do with Pomona. Fuck those guys. <laughs> um, Shots fired. <laughs> oh boy. They know what they did. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's it's it, it's less of a creative outlet. It's a yeah, it's my it's my day job, you know. Yeah. But it's it's fun and it is interesting. Honestly, the but the you're best the thing, editor, so you're I'm like the editor. Dude. I'm the boss. Uh, I actually do a fair amount of the writing too. Um, we don't have a, a particularly big staff, partic- like committed to the magazine itself. Um, we've got a, I'm, I'm part of a pretty big department, pretty big team, but um, they they don't all work on the magazine. So. Um, I do a lot of the writing. Uh, I've got another person that works with me that helps me wrangle stories and kind of do the more coordination stuff. I'm not, again, a detail-oriented person or a focused, driven, you know, organized sort of person. Um, so I need a lot of help with that stuff. But um, what I enjoy the most about that is the fact that I get to sit in the middle of a campus of, you know, 20,000 people who are all studying something different, researching something different, mm-hmm. um, you know, experts in something different, and most of it's stuff that I have no idea what it is or, or you know, what it's about or how, it, how it's done. Um, and so I get to be the guy who goes out and finds those people who are doing that interesting stuff and, and just ask them questions about it. In fact, I, we've, we, I've been trying kind of half-heartedly for the last couple of issues to get a, a companion podcast off the ground. Um, because the nature of that job is you're, you're interviewing so many people who are experts, again, in like physics or engineering or chemistry or, you know, mm. um, doing really interesting like historical research or, you know, who are, are journalists or, or whatever. And um, I have so many freaking questions that I want to ask these people. Um, and, you know, we talk for an hour and a half and I'll put maybe 3% of that in the story that I end up writing about them because I'm filling, you know, one page or half a page. Um, I'm writing a little blurb on this interesting project that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just interviewed a guy a couple weeks ago who um, is a physics professor who just came back from a, a, like a two or three month tour of um, India and Tibet and a couple places, Bhutan, um, and he was meeting with um, Buddhist monks to mm. try to find the places where monastic religion overlaps with science, like that kind of like deep, you know, particle science, oh, and places oh, where cool. and places where the language kind of overlaps, and places where the 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 mental kind of processes overlap, and to see if there's some common ground. Uh, and he's he he himself is like a deep religious guy. He comes from like a, a Catholic background, um, and so this is for him this you know both a personal and a professional kind of interest. And he was so passionate about. It. I sat and then talked to him mm-hmm. at the campus Starbucks for like an hour and a half, um, and it, it's not even on the slate to be a story in this next upcoming issue. I probably should. 
actually put it on there. I just kind of forgot about it until now. Um, <laughs> but this, I mean, I, I'm, there's no way I'm going to touch more than, you know, a couple pages worth of what we talked about. Mm-hmm. And I've got, you know, 10, 15 pages of notes um, on everything this guy's doing and everything he's thinking about and, and just all the, the questions he's trying to answer. So um, stuff like that is just fascinating. Like, and I... I yeah, I would love even like just as a as a consumer of, of of media in general, if I was able to like read an article that's a page, half right. page long, and then be like the entire conversation is here right. for a listen. I'm already sold on it. Yeah. I'm already interested. And I did that. In this last issue, it was the first time I actually managed to pull it off. I, I talked to a guy named Mike Latner, who's a, a poli sci professor at Cal Poly. And he is, right now, he's in Washington, D.C. on a two-year fellowship um, working with the Union of Concerned Scientists. They basically hired him to help them study um, voting rights and specifically mm. um, voter disenfranchisement um, oh, wow. and the way that governments, <clears throat> like state state governments, are um, are kind of restricting. I mean, like the, the case, I think it was in Ohio, that just a couple of weeks ago came out uh, in the Supreme Court, that um, the Supreme Court ruled that the state of Ohio... Um, has a policy. I think it's a Republican-led state right now, and they've they've recently instituted a policy where if someone doesn't vote for long enough, um, if they if they haven't voted in the last couple of elections, the state can go through and just unregister them to vote, mm-hmm. so they're no longer a registered voter. Um, and the Supreme Court just upheld that they 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 challenged that rule, and the Supreme Court just upheld it. This guy's it's it's insane. It's like you you want. You want an involved and, you know, um, interested and committed electorate, and they're basically making it harder rather than easier for the average person to vote. Um, so, um, One might call that a conspiracy. One might call that a conspiracy, yeah. So, If it's not an actual, like, recognizable thing that we can all see that's happening. Yeah. I, I do miss, like, being in journalism and, like, being involved in things, but it also, like... It reminds me of how exhausting and like how involved we all should be. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that was that kind of was leading into a question that pops in my head is like, has there ever been? Because for me, I had a friend that went to school for environmental, um, st- you know, like basically wanted to be the next, you know, th- you know, so let's make an important environment. And he said, I got burnt out. It was so depressing. <clears throat> it's like you learn, and he got cynical, and it was like, so yeah, like as a journalist writer for a magazine in that realm, it's like it seems like, what's the? How do you stay objective and not get? Yeah, I mean, it's got to be tricky. Well, and sure. that's that's a hard thing, too, in the 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 um, outlet that I'm in because it's not even an issue of. I'm trying to be an objective journalist. Right. Um, I also have to be representing Cal absolutely Poly. balanced. Yeah, I'm. I'm not a journalist. I'm a PR writer. Okay. So I'm. I'm sitting here representing the interests of the institution. Right. Um, trying to make Cal Poly out into the best light. You know, it's a. You know, it's a. It's a good school, and it's, uh, they've got a lot of really good stuff going on. But every once in a while, there's something like with you know, um, there's something that that may not reflect well on the university that I have to you know maybe ignore part of it or focus more heavily on the positive aspect of it. And then also when there's situations where there's you know a controversy that that we could weigh in on as an institution, something like you know what the Trump administration is doing or something that that. Um, could be politically tricky or or controversial. I I can't like I can't even touch it. Um, yeah. I can touch it with maybe a thirty foot pole, but I certainly couldn't get close to it. 
Um, and I certainly can't be completely open and objective about it necessarily because, you know, we have, you know, at least half of our, our audience is going to be, you know, is going to see what, see that article and write to the university saying, I'm never donating to this, you know, leftist commie institution again. Um, and well, then so I, and then technically I haven't done my job. So, right. And, so and it sucks. To, so you have to basically provide a hundred percent uneditorialized position, like opinion based pieces, yeah. just stories. I've got to, yeah, I've got to tell, I've got to tell inspiring stories, which is something that is kind of, I'm, I'm a natural cheerleader. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's not hard, but what is hard is every once in a while, some, when I, I do see a story that lends itself to, you know, some really serious and potentially, you know, controversial discussion. Um, you know, not, not being able to touch that, having a platform that I could maybe touch that and not being able to touch it is, is a bummer. Um, which is when I spin stuff like that actually into my current events around and, uh, then I get to go nuts and go (laughs) and be, you know, it's good. Yeah. Bringing that creativity in your other, if you can't do it. And I mean, I think we all have our day jobs where <laughs> that question kind of yeah. comes up in this podcast a lot of like, <clears throat> you know, we're all creative people yet, you know, you got to pay the bills somehow. And if it's yeah. not through a creative endeavor, then how do you pull from that into your creativity and doing creative adjacent things? Yeah. Or, and that, that's the big one. Just that we, labor. Exactly. Yeah. How do you, how do you get your rocks off one way or another? Yeah. But, and that seems like you have a great balance. So that's your heavy hitting, like that's the hell of a job. And you got your trivia and karaoke to kind of channel your creativity yeah. and then budget LARPing. Because um, oh, we got to get to that. We've got to get to that. got to get to it. Did, okay. did you ever play D&D? Program? I actually didn't. No, I didn't do that. And now that I've now that I've been in the LARPing world for a little bit. Can we, and, hold on one second. I'm sorry to interrupt. Can yes. we explain, please, to people that may not yeah, know absolutely. What, what, is, what is LARPing? Live action role play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. LARPing is live action role playing. Uh, I play in an organization called AmpGuard, which is a nationwide organization. Um, there's like 12 or 13 different kingdoms, each representing like a, a region of the country. Um, I, uh, the California region is called West March, the, the kingdom, so of, the king, awesome. the kingdom so of West March. Cool. So uh, cool. the local park here in San Luis Obispo is called the, uh, barony of the seven sleeping dragons. Fuck yeah. And, um, so basically what we do is every week they do it. I'm not out there every week. I'm out there maybe, maybe twice a month. Um, but every week we get together and we meet in this big local park right there on the corners of a couple of busy streets and um, we dress up in medieval or medieval-inspired garb, and we um, sword fight each other, or have you know uh, uh, these big elaborate um, scenario battles where we're trying to complete an objective. Usually, it's some variation on like capture the flag, or um, you know move the object, or or stop the other team, or or, or something like that. Um, and uh, it is fun as hell. Oh my god, I. Uh, I got into it like most people do. I think after I think the the two ways into into LARPing are either you've played Dungeons and Dragons or some other like tabletop or or you know role playing game, um, or and and it's kind of the next step. Or even like video games. This is yeah, even video games maybe. Um, or you've watched the movie Role Models, and that was my <laughs> I was just that was my way in. Um, it is like 
could not be further from the truth of what LARPs are actually Although like. Although that lives. movie like got a bun- it, like it didn't do super well, but it's a really funny, well-made movie. Yeah, it's I, a I, it's I, a fun, adorable, like just funny, just niche sort of movie. So can you can you briefly and and if there is a way to do it, uh, simply walk. Too magic, too magic, know. too magic. <laughs> Walk someone through like a basic game. How? How? I mean, do you guys? Can you actually like beat the fuck out of each other? Yeah. So it is a. It's 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 a contact. I mean, for better lack of a better word, it's 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 basically a sport. I mean, it's uh, in in the physical sense, it's not too much. I've been in like dodgeball leagues and stuff like that. It's not too much different from that. You're you are out on a field. You're running and you're fighting and you're swinging you know sticks at each other. Um, you're trying to hit each other. Um, there are, you know, generally rules in place designed to make sure that people don't get too seriously hurt. And the, the weapons are, you know, basically um, a pipe or a, like a golf club shaft sort of thing um, covered with, you know, a, a good squishy, squishy but also firm like foam. Like a pool noodle. Yeah, like a, like a foam that is going to protect you and soften the blow while also, like, being firm enough to not make you feel, like, let the core know, through it. Let you know they just yeah, let's, you want to You, you want to you know that you, you've been hit so yeah. that you're following the rules. Um, but it's it's an honor system-based sort of fighting system um, because the person who is getting hit has to call what shots they've been hit with. So if you are hitting in, in an arm, in a leg, um, you lose that arm, or you have to take a knee and fight on one knee. Um, if you lose any two limbs, then you're dead. And if you take any torso shots, anything from the groin up to the shoulders, uh, you're dead. Um, for safety, we discourage head and neck shots. Those don't count as anything. They happen every once in a while, and you try to shake it off and, and do your best and to not hit someone in the face. Um, but we, uh, we we avoid those. Um, the rule that's the base. Those are the basic combat rules. But then there's also classes um, like Dungeons and Dragons and, and, and other game, games like that. You have um, you know, your clerics, your rangers, your warriors, um, you've got wizards, you've got uh, uh, barbarians, and each class comes with a different set of weapons you can use, class abilities, um, there's magical spells, there's, you know, spell casting, um, which is, it gets real elaborate there, um, and I usually don't play the magic class, I usually go more of a, more of a melee, but there's, even, even if you're playing just a fighter class, you're still going to get some, some, you know, kind of intangible abilities that go beyond what you're doing with your your sword or your you know weapons and then you mentioned arrows too yeah, yeah i i my specialty is i'm uh, i usually play as a scout which is kind of the ranger analog um kind of the aragorn legolas uh robin hood sort of um character good with the bow also yeah good with the sword. so i uh i'm not particularly great with the sword but i am one of the Better archers in uh, in our area, nice. I would say, and uh, <clears throat> I also have a, a nice set of throwing axes that I play with. Oh yeah, just these foam foam uh, duct, foam and duct tape throwing axes that I can just like whiz like a like a boomerang at people. Um, so yeah, there's a whole bunch of different types of weapons. Um, my my arrows are like padded with this big dense you know ball of foam. Um, for safety and there's you know plenty of there's <laughs> some pretty strict rules about the way you build your weapons and, and stuff like that to make sure that no one's getting you know they're they're getting a shaft you know stuck into them um, or you know, getting their eye put out or something yeah just this makes me think did you guys ever have those lawn darts when you were yeah. a kid yes. like the legit <laughs> yeah. ones from the, the 80s that were oh, the, the real ones the metal yes. tips 
yeah, yeah. They weighed I like did. five pounds, yeah. and I just remember. So my, no, my dad, was so awesome. <laughs> my dad and his brothers used to huck them over their house, and the game was to be waiting in the backyard, and get as close to them where they landed as oh possible. Oh my god! So that's why they're that's no insane. longer made. Yeah, I know, right? I remember thinking about like, oh yeah, my god, we played with those. But uh, so, like, I love. I love video game and like D and D community is is fucking awesome. Yeah. But as far as like LARPing community goes, is it is it people who are are so inspired by something that they want to be a part of it and make it real or, or like, um, what what, you, what what is actual scene like? There being a are part of a, a LARPing league. That is a great question. There is um, it is a microcosm. It's not as as uniform or as homogenous as you might think it would be culturally, there's a pretty big culture of what we call inside um, stick jocks, which are probably the same jocks you've you know went to high school with. They're, they want to hit things. They want to hit things. Um, they don't care so much about the role playing. They don't care so much about the the esoteric stuff. They're there to become the best sword fighter, and they're gonna kick your ass, you know, nine times out of ten if you're, like, in a one-on-one duel with swords and shields. Um, mm. And and there's whole companies, actually. We've got a... a, a there's a, a little, you know, part of, of the Amp Guard rule set where um, you can form, you know, like, a company that's committed to, you know, working together, fighting together, like, learning together and all that kind of stuff. And they... A lot of them take it, like, really seriously um, as far as, like, drilling and training and, like, you know, they, they meet, you know, even, like, at the regular park day and then sometimes a couple times during the week, mm. you know, to, to drill. Um, and it's intimidating as there's a, a whole gang of them, like, just kind of showed up at our park last week. And, and I, I pulled up and I was, I, I was like, oh, the, these, these freaking guys are here. They're all wearing their matching tunics and they're all, like, you know, these, like, big burly dudes that, that probably played football or, or wrestled or whatever. Um, Dude. And, Listen, so. I'm gonna stop you real quick. If you ever need some homies to <laughs> show up and back you up, dude, I think man, we don't know karate, but we know crazy. <laughs> no. So. no, and they're <laughs> and they're 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 honestly like once you actually get to know them, they're they're mostly decent guys. But yeah. they but it's it's it's, no joke. it's a whole culture like within right. within Ampgard. It's not like this. It's not like a bunch of like nerds crawled out of their mom's basement and all showed up at the park and they're wearing like <laughs> they're wearing like bathrobes right. and you know right. which would be awesome. So That's I'm 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 part of a I, I'm. I'm less about that, less about the fighting prowess. I take my bow very seriously um, and my archery very seriously. But um, I'm the the thing that I love about it, um, other than pegging someone in the back from like 30 feet away uh, <laughs> while they're on the run and like attacking one of my homies, um, is um, I love the I love the costuming and like the crafting. Um, so it is absolutely a creative outlet for me. I I make my own weapons. Um, there are places where you can actually buy amp guard. Weapons designed for amp guard, like online, a couple websites, um, and you can. I mean, you can have you hire people to make stuff for you, and and there's a big culture of like crafting in there that that you can always find someone to make you a sword or whatever. Um, but I I like the challenge of making my own weapons, making my own gear, and um, making my own costumes, like my own my own garb. Um, a lot of people will show up, and basically, what's kind of a, a um, not much more than than like a hockey jersey or a football jersey with a belt around it. Mm. Um, and in fact, that's kind of like the, the the group uniform for a lot of those fighting companies. Uh, they show up in more of like a jersey than a than a tunic, but it, it hangs below the waist, and then you've belted up, and you look a little bit medieval. You know, 
Nominally medieval. Um, Nominal medieval is a fun word to say. I've got just like Pinterest board after Pinterest board of like my my garb inspirations with like, you know, stuff from Lord of the Rings and the Ranger's Apprentice and like um, all these different, uh, you know, just uh, 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 Game of Thrones and all this stuff out there where I'm trying to like, um, trying to be like cool looking, cinematic, authentic, uh, medieval, I don't know, some, some combination of all those factors. Um, and I'm not a rich man, so I, I, I do my stuff, you know, I don't go out buy a lot of bolts of, you know, fresh fabric or, you know, buy ready-made costumes. I go to Fred and Betty's, uh, thrift store and I buy, you know, old bed sheets and, uh, quilts and pillowcases and I make stuff out of that. I, um, I'll buy oversized shirts and like trim them and tailor them and, and, and add flourishes and, um, so that's the fun challenge for me is like how how cool can I look? Can I look like I am, you know, fresh off the set of Lord of the Rings while still having spent only like twenty or thirty bucks on this whole kit that I'm wearing? Hey, you didn't drop um, eighty dollars on Amazon to just have it show up. You like yeah. spent twenty dollars and you put in the time to yeah. actually make it. Yeah, I, I spent, you know, I it took me five or six trips to a thrift store to find like the right piece of fabric or the right garment that I could like trim down or like repurpose or or, or um no one, know, no one else is going to show up in what you're wearing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I've actually, what the God, it's the, uh, uh, they actually, my group has recognized me for like kind of creativity and in, in thrift, uh, thrift store hunting for the stuff that I do. It's nice. They gave me, um, like two or three weeks ago. We, every once in a while we have little, um, court ceremonies where, you know, everyone will take a knee, the local park, uh, park, uh, Monarch, uh, you know, basically the club president, um, will award out, you know, um, prizes and, and recognitions and stuff like that. And I got the, uh, the order of the Macklemore for a uh, thrift store. Uh, garb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, it's a custom <laughs> award. No one else in Ampgard that I know has received it. It was created specifically for me and I was Sweet. very honored to be, to be recognized. That's <laughs> have you two part question a, have you ever heard of the band red Fang and B have you seen their video where they no. take on? Yes. Oh dude. Uh, yeah. Prehistoric dog. Yes. The song. Um, we'll show you after yeah, the yeah. show, but it's, fa- it's brilliant. <laughs> they, they, they're driving down the road and they see these dudes LARPing and they're like, let's join in. And so they're like, we don't have armor. So they drink a bunch of PBRs and make all their armor out of PBR cans. Yeah. And in boxes. It's epic. Yeah. yeah. Like it's a great video. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, that's, that's, I, I love that. That's what a cool outlet. It's so much cool. fun. And my, my kid has gotten into it too. Like he's, he's eight years old. Uh, he went on a, um, he went on a camp out with me a couple of weeks ago where they had a, the group had an event in King city. Um, and we just spent like three days just fighting and feasting and, and sleeping under the stars. And it was amazing. That's and he's some God of War shit right there. I yeah. spent three days with my son fighting yeah. and feasting. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. It was so awesome. It felt so rad. And he was, he's just like so into it. Like he'll just like at random times in the day, he'll have like his little notebook out and he'll just be like furiously scribbling something. And I'm like, what are you doing? And just like put down his notebook and he'll be like, Dad, what's the incantation for a freezing spell? And I'm like, good boy. And I'll like pull out my rule book and we'll like go over everything together. I I need no paternity test. Yeah, yeah, he's he's absolutely mine. He's he's yeah, it's it's a good bonding like opportunity, and it's a a fun community honestly to be in. Like er, like everyone is 
a little bit a little bit nerdy for sure. It's like a, a very kindred community. Like everyone's in there, like you know, talking about anime and you know fantasy movies we and know nothing Tolkien about that on this podcast, all that kind of stuff. So. <laughs> I, like I'm, frankly, I'm kind of like surprised that you haven't gotten into it. So I know far. you got to get out there. I like, mean, I'm a dungeon master. Like, I'm oh, so, get out there! We're, we're trying. So uh, <laughs> yeah. I was, I was put your body where your where your mouth is, right? Man. So we we we're gonna start like. We we have to do the episode. We've talked about it enough times. It, it will yeah. actually be multiple episodes of us to play a game. Play yeah, a and short yeah. campaign you, that he yeah. designs. You definitely need to be in it. I've never played it before. I haven't either. And I I have been wanting to. I actually had a dream the other night while I was on vacation um, that everything that I was doing in just my day to day life, I was like rolling d20s to like make decisions and like i was rolling for initiative to like you know get up and go to the bathroom and like drive over to the store and like get some groceries and stuff and i i'm very curious about it but i've never actually gotten into it well right. let's what it's gonna happen yeah um, let's let's get you on the roster yes. for our party. actually and i was gonna bring this up with you with everybody but i think episode 20 we're two away from d20 that. episode d20 that'd be perfect it's multi-part gonna, episode I think that might have to be the start of it and as and here's my next leading question and Audrey we need you over here sorry you for this stop frowning now cat. because we know a little bit of background because I I think I have my answer in my head but I want to go around the table we already know you're you're the ranger class yeah. what class would you pick if you were gonna let's say and well we don't want to spoil the D and D classes but if you're gonna go I'm a rogue arc, you're I'm gonna a, be I'm a rogue, rogue. so I, like thief sneaking skills yeah that's that's thief great. assassins Although, are like, knives good with knives yeah. bone knives bone right? knives <laughs> I'm I'm good at disappearing and hiding and yep. and sneaking yeah. around but and that's, stabbing people in the Achilles heel yeah like, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay but rogue. yeah I always I always play a rogue I. Now, the, I'll ask you, Larry, if you had another choice to do another class, which class would you pick? Uh, probably Rogue also. I'm, rogue. I'm more of the sneaky yeah. bastard. I, again, <laughs> not much awesome. good face-to-face with a sword and a shield, but I will kill you nine times out of ten from far away in the shadows. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, awesome. In, in Amp Guard, there's not a Rogue class. It's called Assassin. Okay. Um, which I like even more, but yeah, that's, that's um, my kind of backup class. Okay. Now, Clint... Infantry, so, so soldier, probably. warrior, fighter, warrior, yeah. yeah. Or on the warrior. back, they call it fighter in D and D. So yeah, you can be a fighter, fighter class, but you can also be like a monk fighter. Other pilots, gotcha. In Ampgar, that's called warrior, yeah. And they're they're the guys that can wear the most armor. It's most of the melee weapons they have access I to. I see Clint being a barbarian shields. and like going into barbarian rage for a few turns and like yeah. doubling <laughs> in size. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that too, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> he says so calmly. I can see that too. I totally eat the flesh of your children. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, Audrey. What would you? Uh, is there like a healer class? Yeah, there oh, is. Yeah, Many. That probably Many. would be that, and then yeah. yeah. I would almost see Audrey more as like a druid, like a some earth like magic. Yeah, yeah. Commander. I was gonna earth say, planet. is there yeah, like a we... pirate? <laughs> yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah it would be yeah. like the healer pirate. Can we do that? Yeah, uh, you can multi-class all you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the nice thing about Amp Guard is I don't know how they do it in D and D, but in Amp Guard you can basically, I mean, from game to game you can switch your class. Like it's there's. There's no commitment there. You can play whatever you want, but uh, if you're if you're into piracy, assassin's a good way to go. Oh, you can play that. Right. You know, play a assa- You could play the a barbarian pirate. Um, there's a healer class specifically. There's okay. also a druid class, which I think would fit you very nicely. Okay. 
Which or, is what essentially I know nothing about. Druid obviously. is Druid and Amp Guard. I don't know. Uh, again, I don't know the other games, but in Amp Guard, the Druid is a magic class. Um, not so much hand to hand combat, but a lot of um, magic based on nature and protection. And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for, yeah. you, for you, Bender? I, I have to go with the Ranger class, man. Yeah, I love it. God. So so I'm going to have to, uh, like, <laughs> we're going to have to figure out who all's playing and, like, what kind of classes you're, you're leaning into. And then I can figure out what what good party uh, we can kind of What kind of a quest we can have. Yeah. Who's, who's willing to, like, go a little bit harder and oh, do something else? Absolutely. Because we want a balanced yeah. party. I want to I wanna give you guys I don't know. I don't know. It's a lot of magic going hard. on here. I know. Hard. I go hard. I will, and I will adopt an accent. Oh, I'm, I'm counting on... I will get into my character. Half of the, really? half of the thing yeah. is, I, I yeah. need you guys to speak in character voices when your character is speaking, so that if you're asking me a question, or you're asking somebody else a question just as you, yeah. it, it makes sense. And then when you're speaking as your character, it it, yeah. it works. And then I can... Because I've had some people that I their character voice is their normal voice, and they'll say something, and I'm like, the guard is super upset you said that. <laughs> Has to do this, like oh shit. Uh, yeah, so no, no, I really have to go pee. Yeah. <laughs> well, does your character? You got to roll to go pee. I, <laughs> I open the door to the dungeon and draw my bow. Um, quick rules clarification. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was wondering. <laughs> Although, some hard Fair warning, my buddy did that for one of his characters, and his voice dropped an octave in like a couple months. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> Yeah, he's like his character was down here, I mean, I mean, and it was so difficult to do without fucking losing his voice by the end of like three hours of gameplay. I already got my voice picked out. I'm just gonna totally rip off uh, Christopher or Christian Bale. <sighs> yeah, mine just won't talk very. In a microphone, that's actually easy to hear, but the strong like, silence. Yeah. Like right. uh, yeah, microphone. It sounds better than probably just. Naked ears, but yeah. I've been um, I've been reading my son. Uh, I've been reading The Ranger's Apprentice to my son. I don't know if you guys have read this, but there's a main like kind of grizzled old like veteran ranger named Halt. And as I'm reading this to my kid, like um, I'm basically just reading him as Liam Neeson, and Ooh, uh, uh, and it's it's can, great. Can we hear a little taste of oh, Liam shit. Neeson? Um, say We're go- say I'll give you a line. Give me a line. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you a line. Um, They've gone into the woods. We have to follow. They've gone into the woods. We have to follow them. Perfect. Pretty damn good. Thank you. I'll give you that. That's that's pretty good. Thank you. Well... That's ex- now I'm excited. I'm like, who are we gonna fucking? We've got a plan. Yeah, okay, okay so I'll, I'll write out. Uh, I'll write out a little one shot first, but we'll yeah. establish the party. I'm we'll stoked. we'll get on a little mission, yeah. and then we can meet up whenever we want and continue the overarching tale yes. of, of our of our adventure. God, I love this idea. Excellent. Yeah, uh, Josh Diaz also wants to be a part. I of it. know. Yeah. Oh, and so as we're. I don't know. We're about an hour and twenty in. How's everybody feeling? Great. Okay. Need another beer. How's your time? I've got to wrap it up in a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, Well, this will be good. Quitter, Larry. (laughs) Quitter. Yeah. Yeah. I, you say that and you're gonna get an arrow in the back of the head. Yeah. <laughs> I will. Well, he's sitting right here. <laughs> hey, he's sneaky. I have my ways. I used to be a podcaster. <laughs> I took an arrow to the knee. Is that your last one? That's the last one. Keep it for yourself. Thank um, you. It doesn't matter. It's not for me. It's for everyone. Whoever wants it. Who wants it? 
Henry raises Henry. his hand first. Um, take? Then I'll take it. If Henry wants Henry, it, I'll take it. Then I'm good. Okay. Um, sure, I'm take Henry. that. I'm gonna share. Super with interesting. I just want to say segment of the show. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, <you're> <laughs> Who will drink so the what, beer? What yeah. they can see is there is blood now on yeah, the yeah. table. Um, Fully Greco-Roman wrestling naked for who has to drink this beer. Yeah, well, that's every podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be, boy, that Brent, my roommate would hate that. She'd be like, no, you can't do it in here anymore. You can't do it here. Um, Alright, so what we usually do towards the end of the show, Larry, is I kind of go around the table and I am, I include myself in this is asking everybody's inspiration over the weekend because it's a mm-hmm. Monday podcast. Um, anything or and it can be from last week as well. Um, anything like I said, did you read anything? Did you see a painting? Did you hear a song? Watch a movie that inspired you and kind of got your creative juices mm-hmm. from that you want to share because I like sharing with our listeners because our listeners need to hear stuff and sometimes they know what we're talking about. Other times it's the information they're like, cool, go something new to go check out. And that's for me, especially <clears throat> bonus is a lot of it I've never heard too. So yeah, stuff to go look at, but um, we can start with Henry. Cool. If you got anything. I got uh, an album and a interesting part of a movie. That is not a spo- that is not a spoiler. Yeah, I have two as well for once. Yay! Actually, nothing. <laughs> Fuck yeah. No, Audrey, you always have something. <laughs> you always do. Anyway, sorry. So. so um, uh, I have to look up what the album is called really quick, but it's the new album from Leon Bridges. Okay. Oh. Leon Bridges is an amazing, yeah. amazing musician, and I love his work. He is a very, like, 60s classic sound to him, but yeah. his uh, new album... Very Sam Cooke-ish. Yeah, Ooh, uh, yeah that's perfect. Perfect reference. Uh, the new album, Good Thing, just came out. It has some of the classic Leon Bridges flair, but it also has some really dancey tracks to yeah. it that are, that are really... And he's almost going from more of the 60s soul to, like, 70s jazz yeah, stuff, and then even there. 90s R&B, which is okay. is really great. And I think he some of the music videos that he's done and the artwork for the album, <clears throat> everything is really fantastic. So I would recommend everybody go check out "Good Thing" by Leon Bridges. Yeah, I've uh, I've been listening to that too, and have um, kind of my go to for the last couple of months has been if I like want to listen to some music and can't think of what exactly I want to listen to, I'll just put on like a Spotify radio station of Leon Bridges and yeah. just like yeah. it just directs my day in like the nicest way. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. the the second thing is. Uh, no spoilers because it hasn't been enough weeks yet. <laughs> yeah. But Incredibles two. Yes. I just went and saw it today, okay. and my inspiration for that is the end credits. Oh really? <gasps> oh god. Because that was awesome. they Dude. they take Sorry. they take the the, nor- <laughs> no, the normal so. crawl that they do, and as opposed to just like playing like simply some people play bloopers on one side and split it between right. two like mm-hmm. two sides. Yeah. They take. To the two sides of the screen, one crawl will take up part of it, but as opposed to it being a flat font that is facing you, they angle it out. Hmm. So it, it is a weird, like if you're drawing train tracks on a horizon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going, so you're getting going perspective away. on, and as the credits start to go, they start to animate, so some of them will be turning and uh, doing different things. And it, yeah. it was such a, a thing that we see all the time 
and you're so used to it being just normal that even the slightest change in it was so visually appealing to me and just interesting that I was like, oh, you you can do this differently and it's still effective. You can still read everything and yet it had its own artistic flair to it. And they were doing um, animated concept art on the side. So it wasn't like full sequences or anything but it was that like cut out yeah it was like style. evocative of a scene you had seen in the movie but like a simplified and just like really <clears throat> dynamic yeah. it was so cool that sounds awesome so yeah, yeah like definitely stay and watch through those even just like watch letters and like names change as they go up hmm. it was it was so so rad to see so yeah. those are my two weekly inspirations um Sweet. yeah and i would add to that um the short at the beginning of that bow oh, is adorable and they pixar kill it you can tell they just have so much fun it, yeah. and passion behind what yeah. they do yeah it was actually i think the first woman to direct one of their one of their shorts um this uh, uh chinese american woman and the first first asian american woman also to to do one of their shorts um, or Asian American person, I think, to direct anything for Pixar, um, and sh- the the story is adorable, and it, it's a it's a family kind of thing. And as a parent, it like my freaking kid put me on blast because at the end of the, the short, my dad or my my kid stands up, he's like, "Dad, are you crying? Are you crying about this movie?" And I'm like, "Shut up, God, sit down." I was sitting next to my mom during that, and so I was definitely crying, and like yeah. was like, oh, we just like oh. hugged each other. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a mother mother's side. Oh God, it's so good. Um, awesome. Yeah, um, mine would be. Mm, what have I been again? Rangers Apprentice is it's just like yeah, it, it's a, a fantasy kid series. Honestly, it came out a couple years ago, and it's it's just so like fun and cute and and delightful. And it's it's kind of that fantasy ranger, you know, medieval inspired, you know, um, high fantasy sort of story. But it's it's kid accessible and it's fun and it's it's playful and um, it's been a really fun read with my kid. Um, Who's the author? The author is oh god. It's okay. And I, because Do it. we talked about it, I gotta Google it because it's, it's important. Not <laughs> Rick Riordan. It's um, Richard something. Okay, if you get Richard. It you... No, I, I can't. I can't. What's the age range for the book? Would you... Age range, I would say, is somewhere between eight and eight and fifteen. It's probably good. Yeah, I would like around Hobbit, like yeah, yeah, yeah. John Flanagan. John Flanagan, that's right. Um, that's been fun. Um, I've been less fun, but very just moving and and insightful and and good. Is um, I've been listening to on on Libby. I've been listening to um, We Were Eight Years in Power by Tanahasi Coates, okay. um, which is a series of essays um, from the perspective of a black man and activist and, and, and writer, um, on what it was like to just come through the Obama years and then, and then at the, written at the start of, of the Trump's administration. Can you spell his name for me? Um, or try your best. He, a dash N I S I H I. Tanahasi. Tanahasi. So it's T A dash N E H I S I C O A T E S. C O A T E S. Yeah, we were eight years in power, and it's very good. It's just a series of essays. Like, he, I think he pulled one essay from each of the years of the Obama presidency and how it kind of, and then he's like reflecting back on, oh. he wrote for the Atlantic for, for that whole time. Okay. Um, and so it's, it's really good reflective and kind of like how we got here and like what, what he may have missed at the time that, that gave him hope that like 
now, now what the fuck do we do sort of thing. Um, and it's a really good, really powerful book. So, uh, I would, I would recommend reading that. And then he also um, writes for black Panther. Yeah. He was the, he was the lead writer for black Panther for, I don't know if he still is, but he was for a while. Um, and it was a great, a great run, like kind of one of the, the best runs of black Panther. And it really kind of brought a lot of social issues to, um, you know, stupid comics, which is, you know, I love, I love that shit. I love it. It's great. Um, and then, um, Oh, there's a podcast that I've been listening to called Bubble. Oh, um, so good. It's been very fun. It's like this, um, it's like this 30 minute, I think, um, like radio drama series, but it's a comedy drama set in like a dystopian, you know, like bubble city that's surrounded by a fantasy forest filled with monsters. Fuck yeah. And it's so... Uh, that sounds awesome. It's, okay. It's all yeah. done by the... It's yeah. so yeah. fun. I mean, it's all done by the Maximum Fun Network. Yeah, Maximum Fun Network. Yeah. And uh, and so there's a lot of the, the... If you listen to any Maximum Fun podcast, it's like the, a lot of the familiar voices there. Um, but it's so, funny, and it's, it's basically like this modern, like millennial-based city... But it's inside of a glass bubble run by a corporation, and outside is this wild forest surrounded by by magical monsters. And wow. the right. and it follows <laughs> and right. it follows the adventures of like this group of like monster hunters who like live within the city and try to keep the monsters at bay. It's like Paul oh F. Tompkins, all three oh, of the Mac, one of my brothers. Favorites. Yeah, like oh it's it's everyone right. from the Max Fun podcast yeah. that guest star in on it That's and do awesome. this awesome thing. Yeah, I it's very good. Monsters. So those those are mine that have been fun for me the last week or so. Awesome, man. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Clint? I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm trying to think about one, some one thing, but I can't. It's just, uh, yeah. it's been a good couple weeks. What if I put words in your mouth? <laughs> you gotta buy me dinner first. Yeah. <laughs> no. I already done. Put your what hand about... up his butt and treat him like a puck. <laughs> You're gonna be a Muppet. Yeah. Um, my little <laughs> Muppet. What about last week? When we came over to... That was fun. We're trying to ride around theme song. Yeah. Nice. I'm consulting him because... Consult the Book of All Moments because he is... No, I think that was... Seasoned music... I almost said magician. You are a magician magician of music. (laughs) That was... To me, that was inspiring. No, that was fun. That was a great time. Hopefully it was for you. It was. It was great to just hang out with you guys too and and uh yeah. Henry was there slapping I'm not gonna do it I he wasn't was playing bass. bass I was playing slapping the bass he, was, he slapped it a little bit and then Clay was like don't beat the shit out of your bass play your bass it was awesome mm-hmm. And I learned something from that. You I was did. like, oh, I don't have to work so uh, hard. Clint actually gave me a little lesson before we came over here and it was fucking awesome. He taught me taught me some good techniques to practice some roots some foundation yeah. shit man so no. sorry to so, hijack your no no that's cool um, <laughs> but you inspired, were inspired by that inspired, last week yeah you were be Damn inspired it. Clint no it's good I'm just um, I'm really 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 busy right now with work <laughs> this is the, my yeah. peak season it so is. I'm just going crazy okay. um, but in a good way um, I had something cool happen last Saturday where we were it was an event that the whole Edna Valley all the wineries participate in it's called Roll Out the Barrels and it's kind of an open house where everyone has music or food or something and people buy passports and they go from winery to winery and get their passport stamped nice. it's great it's fun so we were supposed to have this wolf rescue out of Paso oh, Robles yeah, there I saw that email my friend works for them wolf I was rescue? something like oh, yeah like, so they've been there for three years we've, they, we've been bringing around for three years and what they'll do is they'll bring a couple uh, hybrids out like half wolf half Malamute or whatever. Yeah. 
okay. one alpha, two betas usually. And uh, we sort of set up a, a loose perimeter uh, underneath a uh, easy up tent where people can come up and interact with the animals. And it's a huge hit. People love it. Yeah. So they were scheduled to come out last Saturday. We got a call Saturday morning at 8 a.m. that the, the owner, the, the big mama of the whole operation, was putting a full-blood wolf to bed. Like oh. They put him to bed. And apparently mm. this wolf was reestablishing himself in the pack as an alpha. And he didn't want to do what she was telling him to do. And she tried to assert herself, her dominance as an alpha. And he went after her and caused so much damage to her lower leg that she oh, had to fuck. amputate it right above the knee. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Wolves are no joke. That's yeah. A, yeah, that's a yeah. yeah, a full blood. So. Right. No, she's good. Like, I mean, they, you know, I've spoken with them. I've spoken with the family and I spoke with her son and he goes, Hey, this is the risk that we live with for these animals. And so, you know, it sucks. But bottom line, I had a big event that day with no one, no entertainment, nothing. So Mm -hmm. I got on the horn and I reached out to some local musicians that I knew. And it was so awesome because everyone's like, drop what they were doing. And they're like, okay. All right, let me make some phone calls, or I'll, and I'll text you some names. You call them, I'll call them, and within about half an hour, I had uh, a musician, a great guy named uh, Britton. He was great that day. He was awesome. He was so great. He came by himself with his guitar, which is not easy to do, hmm. and he rocked it for three hours. That was awesome. Wow, three! Holy shit! So Shout it was, to and I told him, I'm like, hey man, listen, if you need to repeat songs, it's no problem. He goes, I'm gonna have to repeat any songs. <laughs> it was great. He had, a, and That's it was awesome. just, it was so, just, I just felt this, like this, you know, this warm blanket when yeah. it was like the community that the little community that I, I'm a little part of with the local bands and musicians, and they all were just like, all right, we'll get, let's see what we can do, you know. And it's very cool. Man. It was cool. Awesome. Yeah. I thought your inspiration was going to be, it's like, oh, well, with that inspiration, I went and bit somebody's leg off. (laughs) No, but I will tell you something that I saw yesterday, which was was horrifying and fucking awesome at the same time. So we're at at Pirates. No, no. It was a wiener. Uh, It wasn't a wiener. (laughs) No, I know my wiener is inspiring and awesome. Explain Pirates. It's a, it's, a, it's a nudie beach. Well, half of it's a nudie beach, and then half okay. of it is just well, all, a bunch of douchebags. All of it's a nudie beach. Right, right. Yeah, but really the far end is the prop where yeah. the kids, like, if you're going down to the, if you're going deep to pirates, like, drop your pants yeah, off, right? Don't, don't take your dick out, like, right at the gate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Get beyond the parking gate. That's get a good rule in life. Don't yeah. take your... Yeah. <laughs> So out the it's getting towards the end of the day and my wife and I are out there. We have a good time. We, we relax. We have Your some life. beer. We smoke some weed. And nice. we're just kind of hanging out there. And this, there, so there's people that post up in sailboats okay. off the shore. Mm-hmm. They drop anchor. And this one, this one guy and this yeah, lady yeah. come in on these paddle boards. <laughs> and he, it was just the, the, the most bizarre couple. And he was like this kind of, I can totally seem like a jockey kind of guy. And, you know, hey, what's up, bro? And like, and then his girlfriend, and they're probably like in their 50s, and his girlfriend Excellent. is like this little Asian lady, and her face is just completely reconstructed. Like every little, <laughs> like it was creepy, and her body was like. Was she really Asian? I'm pretty sure. Like, <laughs> or was she maybe not, but like, and like bleach <laughs> okay. blonde hair, and just like this like crazy, like permanent expression, like 
half smile, half look of surprise on her face. Like, uh, and like he's introducing him to some people on the beach, and you know, and he keeps looking over at me and Karen because we're we're laying right by where they pulled their surfboards up on the beach. And every time we'd look over at us, I would, like both of us would quickly look away. <laughs> look away. <laughs> like, oh God, yeah, like we don't want to party. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, okay. <laughs> Back up. 20 minutes earlier, there was a sea lion that we had noticed maybe 30 feet offshore that was behaving kind of weird, just kind of floating around. Different than the girlfriend. Yes, no, this is a proper sea lion. And like putting its fin in the air, just kind of like, I'm, she's, Karen's like, I think something's wrong with it. I'm like, I think he's just chilling in the seaweed maybe. Like, you know what I mean? He was swimming around. But anyways, so they're done talking to this whatever, and they he puts her back on the board, and he goes, just go towards the boat. Oh, no. And she <laughs> oh, no. just paddles right over the sea lion that's just sort of laying in the water, and the sea lion, and you can see her, like, she's like, oh, and, like, it kind of, like, knocks her over a little bit, and the sea lion pops up, and it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> you, could, you could see the sea lion look at her. He's like, what the fuck? Like, how? Out of all this ocean, you did you ocean. run over me? So then she paddles away, and he's still pissed. So the sea lion then charges her. Like, and, and, like, goes, like, with his head above water. He's like, ah, and, like, stops right before he knocks her off the board. Oh Everyone on shore was like, oh, my God. And she's just like, she was just like, I'm just going to keep paddling. <laughs> It wasn't crazy. Me and Karen were like, just like, did did you just see that? Was that actually? How did that That's even? Crazy. It was crazy. And did, did I get a little bit inspired by that? Yes. Yeah. But absolutely. In was which way? Cool? I don't know. But it was. It'll come out in a song. It will be. And you'll call the but song. But it, it was like definitely got inspired to like violently fuck with the tourists. I literally yeah. thought oh, yeah. that oh, I was gonna like <laughs> witness something that you would normally read about in the Tribune, which would be right. like, yeah, sea lion attacks paddleboarder at Pirates Cove. Like, For yeah. being yeah. weirdly doesn't eat. We eats everything but her face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Turns out Sorry, that's, that's inedible. That's super dork. No, but anyways, that was... Uh, that was wow. was one of those things where it was like, at the moment, it was sort of like, oh shit, like, am I going to have to jump in and like... And then I was so glad that it ended peacefully. Oh, that's, yeah. above, that's above your pay grade. Those yeah, guys, I know. Just do that. I'll do that. <laughs> no, those guys, sea lions, dolphins, whales, all those guys, they, they know just to what level they can fuck with us. Yeah. And they do it, like, exactly yeah. to that inch. Yeah, and he was probably like, a, you know, there are, like, those dolphins, I mean, not dolphins, sea lions that hang out there where they'll just hang out and let's check people out. Yeah. Like, 30 feet offshore. Just beyond the way. Like, look at those weird just, Yeah, it's, it's like they're, they're local. It's just yeah, like we're little weird right, yeah. That was probably his little kelp of, or his yeah. little patch of kelp where he hangs out. <laughs> yeah. And she ran him over, man. You heard, <laughs> she literally, her board was like a bonk. <laughs> she, <laughs> she was probably trying to eat a little mollusk or something. <laughs> having a good lunch. And some terrifying... <laughs> Anyways... Sorry, that, so yeah, that was <laughs> and no, um, that, that inspired me to write like a short story. That's like a my Stephen King brain is going like you can write a short horror short story yeah. about a sea lion because he's never there's always sharks. Yeah, there's mm. there's Flipper who's like yeah, but, but they can go on land, dude. Oh, exactly. <laughs> they will fuck you. Yeah, yeah. we're not yeah. we're not properly enough scared of those guys. No, yeah. no, they are. It's because they look like little like dog babies, well, and, and, and they are, behave like, so brilliantly. Named them, so whoever cute. named them did so after. Lion. Yeah, oh, right. Sea lion. lion. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's like a little sea thing. No, it's a lion. It's a lion. 
and it will rip your face off. Have you seen the elephant seals in San Simeon? Oh my god, those things are... Dude, those are the size of Volkswagen buses, dude. Yeah, Yeah, they could sit on you. (laughs) Yeah, they don't even have to be And during mating season, I'll tell you, when Sky, when my daughter was young, I steered her away because it's non-consensual. Like, those bulls, it is... Straight up Rough. seal rape, dude. You it know what? I never thought I would hear the word seal rape on this podcast. <laughs> you just did. You never hear it. I thought it would. It on. is. Karen and I, like, we're like, I feel like I need to go take a shower. Like, this yeah. is gross. It's not. Uh, it's, it's not. Yeah. Shower's yeah. not going to change what you saw. So go there in January <laughs> and you shall see. Or don't go there in January either yeah. way. It's nature, man. Um, since since Ursula stole Audrey's power of speech at the beginning of the episode, maybe we'll give it back to her and see what she has to say. <laughs> um, so inspirations. My friend Peter, um, shout out to Peter Pierce. Mm-hmm. He showed me this really cool guy on YouTube um, this week. He's called Dutch Synths, and yeah. he does an earthquake update every day. Hmm. Um, and sometimes like people, like he'll get shut down. He won't be able to do one every day. And he's got some theories about why he's been shut down. But basically, um, so you can see him, like he maps it out and he'll like go through and focus on all the different like seismic activity throughout the day. And, and no, spell, all over spell, the world. Spell out, spell out his name, Dutch. It's Sins. Dutch since. So D-U, like the word Dutch, Dutch. D-U-T-C-H and then S-I-N-S-E. It's my new favorite nerd thing. I can't wait to go home and watch them. Um, but so it's he uses this earthquake mapping technology that you anyone can buy it on the computer, um, but it's all over the world and he just kind of goes around and talks about all the different activity throughout the day and he's predicted accurately a lot of things. Mm. He predicted the recent thing in Hawaii, um, and he'll even go through and show you where all the oil fields are and how much seismic activity. Mm. Wow. is there as opposed to yeah exactly he'll point out the fracking sites and be like so this is where we're going and he can accurately predict like he's awesome crazy. it's funny amazing hmm. um and I think then i've seen him on the data is beautiful on reddit i think he, okay I probably think it's mm-hmm. mesmerizing and it's it's just it's so cool hmm. um and then i found this um he has digital concept art. His name is Andreas Roca, so A N D R E A S, and then his last name is R O C H A. But it's just like really, really, really stunning, just concept art. Kind of oh, dude, I love real fantasy like fantasy. Oh, dude, he's I amazing. So I kind of fell down that rabbit hole. That's funny because I've definitely seen some of these on Pinterest, and I, I have yeah. a whole category of fantasy monsters. I do too. Oh wait, hold on. I made this one this week. I titled it Imaginarium just because it's it just like oh, sets everything legit. free. That is really dude. Cool. He's badass. I guarantee mm-hmm. I have pinned many of his paintings. Well, and that's and how drawings. I found it. Was I love it. So that? it's funny. I hated. Pinterest. Like oh, yeah, it's too. digital art. And now I'm obsessed because there's been so much good art on there. I think we've we've followed each other on Pinterest. But yeah, Pinterest is, so, yeah. Is, is so helpful, especially any project you're making. Yeah. Making a board for that shit is so awesome and easy on Pinterest. Um, which, that's another... Oh, we got to do pen, yeah, Bender Blend Pinterest. I, I can't believe we haven't done that. Uh, Isn't that rad? Blowing it. Also, also, nobody's on Twitter, I don't think. Mm-mm. Which is why we, we have... Are you on Twitter? So, yeah. I mean, I am, but I, I think really we have way more followers on Instagram. But, yeah, we're, <laughs> right. we're trying to communicate. Like, if, if you have, like, questions and stuff, you're more than welcome to DM our Instagram. If, if that's where say, you see the show. Like, yeah, the, communicate with us yeah. where, whatever medium you're following us on. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. I always... <laughs> I'm old-fashioned. 
I plug e- our email too. Like on the last intro I did, I was like, hey, you guys, like, hey, don't Dick forget Force. you can email me. <laughs> and I will. I read that shit every day. And so far, like, you know, that's, that's one way to reach. Fucking social media is hard. It's hard. Tw- the Twitter thing for me is the hardest because I'm like, yeah, what it's, am it's, I going to tweet? I'm not in yeah. cares. No. But that's not the right attitude to have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like if people content, want content, to content. It is, DM yeah. us a picture being like, hey, this was cool. Or tag yeah. Bender Blend on a, on a post. Like, yeah. being like, hey, this is really cool art. Check this out. Talk Please. about it. Yeah, let's share. Do, let's do that. Five that's star, whole, five yeah. star rating. I mean, one of the other points of this podcast is creating a community. Community, I can't say that. I mean, come, come, come on in, come on in, but you know, and come yeah, we're today. we're local so far as of San Luis Obispo, but it's like, man, reach out if you know some cool shit and want to share. Um, I know there's one dude, fall, dude. I'm assuming it's a dude. Sorry if if you're not a dude. Burke works. I don't know this person, but they follow us on uh, Instagram, and I follow him or her as well, and they have cool metal art. We follow them. Yeah. So, um, no, they follow us. They follow me. They follow you. You're a follower. Um, <laughs> but anyways, it's, yeah, so that Instagram to me is like the, kind of the easiest, um, and I'll, with your permission, Larry, uh, if you want to plug anything of your stuff. Oh yeah. Um, that yeah, you can, that we can direct traffic to you. Yeah. I'm posting my, uh, uh, latest LARP creations all the time on Instagram. Okay. Larry, just Larry Pena, I think on Instagram. At Larry Pena. At Larry Pena yeah. on Instagram. Follow my hashtag budget LARPer. Yes. Okay. And I, then, I did uh, write that down. I'm yeah. also on, uh, Facebook for the trivia game, brings to trivia.com at, no, Facebook at BrainsteveTrivia.com. Or at BrainsteveTrivia, fuck. And then the website is BrainsteveTrivia.com. Okay. And then Audrey might have been quiet because she was making dope fucking art yeah. this entire time. She's so painting some beautiful ass trees. Hold oh, up. So, yeah, we're, we're going to have to take a photo. Sorry, of that. I had to do something that I was going to fall asleep. It's okay. Zoom, come closer because I don't want to zoom. I want to get the full. So, we're taking a picture yeah. of Audrey's cool watercolor that she was working yeah. on. Um, <laughs> just watching those, honestly, watching those take shape from little really? green like oh, wisps so nice. to like a, a badass, badass tree nice. was just inspiring. The Inspired whole time. by yeah. the artist I just showed you guys. So Dude, and nice. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, I can see it. Thank you, Andres. Is that a little monster in the background there? Um, nice. It's radical. I saw that. He's gnarly. Give him red eyes for sure. Yeah. Um, he's Make possessed by something. Sinister. I've had dreams like that. Um, maybe one like red eye, one green eye. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. He's like a 3D eye. He's, he's half like he's zombie, half three. demon. The stop Ooh. go bear. Or he just sees. <laughs> 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 uh, I love it. Thank you, Larry. Um, I guess I'll I'll close up with my inspiration. Um, I don't know if I shared this with you guys yet. Um, I have a few things. A lot of music has been coming back to me as inspiration. Um, because I'm, I have not played music in a long time. Last week, jamming with Henry and Clint was really fun. And it kind of got my, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is fun. Um, and then I listened to a lot of old school punk rock from the 90s that I, was, nice. I had this weird, like, I was like, Ugh. and then I texted Ugh. my brother, who's always good about sharing. Um, Sam I Am is a yeah. band oh, that is, totally. a, they're kind of, they're not emo, they're just pop punk, but great. I know Jason genres are stupid. Bands are cool. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, Dude, I yeah. have a bunch of sand. And then the other thing that man, I encourage you guys because it applies to he he's 
I've never heard of this dude. He's a comedian. His name's Michael Jr. I've, hmm. not, I've not heard of him. Um, mm-hmm. He's um, hilarious, and he's clean, oh. and he's, a, he's, he's awesome. So he has a TED Talk called More Than Funny. Ooh. And I go YouTube it. Okay. I just randomly passing through the TED Talks, I kind of saw it, and I was like, ah, ah, this is more than funny. Okay, let's check it out. And, man, <laughs> like, it's one of those, yeah, I think it's not even an hour. It's like half an hour, maybe. It's not very long, but 10 minutes into it, you're just like, it just, he, it's funny and then he makes these points along the way where you're just like wait wait you forget he's a comedian and then he brings you back with punch he's like you see what i just did he basically explains his setup punchline jokes yeah. with but he does it so well that you're not sure if that's the and then he does and you're like it's, he's brilliant he's a brilliant dude yeah. and he's really funny he's got this really cool perspective of he said, I don't want to make people laugh. I want to give them the opportunity to laugh. Mm-hmm. He's like, when I did, he said, in my career, when I changed from making people laugh to give them the opportunity to laugh, he's like, his career took off. So I was like, this dude's rad. So yes. yeah, go watch that TED Talk. Uh, Michael Jr. called More Than Funny. It's awesome. That's right. Super inspiring. Even if you're not a comedian, just in light, like it, just hearing the way he, he said, you can apply this to your life. Just change your perspective and sometimes that's what you need especially us creative people because it's always a battle of like I'm not feeling inspired at all and that's okay mm-hmm. and we've talked about this many times and like some days it's just not there and that's okay but like hearing being in a community with creative people helps so yeah. it's like that's part of the point of this podcast as well so that's kind of like yeah that was it fuck yeah oh, fuck yeah man. fuck yeah <laughs> I, know, I was gonna say I only said Fuck twice. Let's go. Let's go. I'm cleaning myself up, man. Let's let's go kick something over. Becoming a better host. You little angel. (laughs) You little angel. First, well, let's go around. Thank you, Henry, and thank you, Larry, and thank you, Clint. Thank you, Audrey. Thank you, Um, you guys were awesome, Larry. I I do appreciate you taking the time for my pleasure. I love it. Please. Please come back. Yes. And do this again. God, especially if we do a little role playing. Oh, yeah. Episode 20. And then also if we play D&D. Yeah. Uh, we'll yeah, have a little safety meeting. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Hey, you guys, listeners, thanks for listening. Cheers, thanks everybody. Cheers. 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 It's all cans. Sorry. <laughs> bad, bad audio. Sorry. Right. Love you guys. Cheers.